here we are. <laughs> Episode two, Ballistic Performance Radio. How do you feel? Great. Love it. <laughs> All right, so take two is much smoother this far than take one in terms of setup. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I not you were saying what I say is for bad. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm just meaning in terms of our setup, getting the mics all queued up and ready to roll and getting squared away. Yeah. All right. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the quick fix and what the whole intent of joining a gym, a CrossFit affiliate, an online fitness program such as ours, or really any kind of health and fitness regimen starting one and what the purpose of that is and and why there's no such thing as a quick fix and why the quick fixes or the hashtag life hacks <laughs> don't necessarily work and are not conducive to long-term healthy lifestyles. All right, so we'll just dive right into it then. I can tell by your look you want me to take the lead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, well, I think we've both had conversations about this in the past with whether it be a 30-day challenge, 60-day, 90-day, a six-week challenge at your local CrossFit affiliate or um, high-intensity functional interval training type gym. And those really got popular in the last few years. And I feel like every time you went on Facebook, there was another ad for another six-week challenge. And yeah, at this point, I think the six-week challenge is kind of on its way out, or at least it's it's been overplayed enough to where I think it's become white noise. And I think there's a reason for that. And I think that a lot of it has to do with the results that were coming out of those challenges after the initial, uh, let's say, high of the challenge has worn off. Um, I know at least from a business standpoint, the conversion rate on those types of challenges aren't always the best. And I think it's mainly because those challenges tend to be a means to an end for most folks. Uh, the folks who are seeing those ads and, and participating in those challenges are usually someone who's looking for a specific goal, usually in terms of weight loss, to achieve. And once they hit that goal, it's kind of, that's the end. Right? Yeah. They they reach the finish line and, and they don't really know where to go next. And so usually what will happen is, number one, they either assimilated into the community well, depending on where they were at, or two... They didn't assimilate so well, and they immediately move on, cancel their membership, or maybe just not sign up for a recurring membership, and then they're right back to square one. They're usually going to go back into their old habits. They're going to gain that weight back, or maybe it's lose some of that muscle mass that they they gained, and then they're right back at square one. So I think today we can just dive into a little bit about why the, the quick fix doesn't necessarily work and what really the purpose of just training and and nutrition in general is and and what we're trying to achieve long term yeah i think that's good all right so why don't we start out with the i guess it's kind of a dull subject but we'll start on the nutrition side a little bit and then we'll shift back over to fitness so with nutrition we talked last time about accountability and how Mm -hmm. accountability was huge well this time let's talk more about you know what what's the goal of of nutrition and nutrition coaching and the goal, when I say goal, goal meaning, you know, what are we really trying to teach people that they can then utilize in their, in their daily lives? And then how that translates to maybe when they move on to a new gym or when they move or relocate due to some sort of job or they just a a major change happens in life and they no longer have that accountability or that 
routine that they previously developed with you or with another coach? Yeah. Uh, so we're trying to help develop those habits with nutrition, um, whether that's eating more vegetables, eating consistent meals so that you don't run into the case where it's later on in the day and you're starving and you're willing to kind of reach in your pantry and eat anything and everything. Um, but what else did you ask me? What really, what are we, what's the goal? What are we, why are we teaching people the types of foods to eat? Um, recommendations on how to eat, when to eat? Why are we providing all of this information to people in regards to nutrition? What What's our ultimate goal for them when they move on from the nutrition yeah. coaching? So we want them to be able to do it for the rest of their lives. Um, yes, we love working with people. We love working with our clients, but we want to educate our clients so that when they're done working with us, they can do it when they're 70, 80, 90 years old. We and kind of have us just as a resource and when they have specific questions, but we want them to be able to learn and we want to educate them the importance of developing these healthy habits, whether it's for them or so that they can incorporate it into their kids' lifestyle when they're younger so they don't have to start to incorporate habits when they're 40 and 50 years old. Yeah, so we're, I like the word you said, education. We're trying to provide an education and also practical recommendations that people can utilize in their daily lives to extend this beyond whatever amount of time they're with us or with another nutrition coach or, or fitness coach or whatever it may be. We're trying to give people the knowledge they need and help them develop the habits that they can then carry on for the, the remainder of their life, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. And with a quick fix or with the, these challenges, people are getting, it's great. Like they're usually or sometimes reaching their goal. Usually sometimes. Yes. <laughs> Not all the time, but how they reach that goal is they're cutting everything out of their lives. And then when that challenge is done, like you said earlier, they tend to gain that weight or kind of revert back to their old habits because they cut everything out and that's how they got those goals but that's not sustainable so what we try to do with a nutrition program at ballistic performance is nice plug yeah <laughs> is try to work like one-on-one -on -one and see every everyone's nutrition journey is going to be different so figuring out what works best for the individual that's what's really going to, you're going to be able to sustain for long term. Yeah, I love that, that term sustainability because just like the education piece, it's all about sustainability. If we're creating habits and, and routines around things that you don't enjoy or that aren't realistic past a six week mark or what, whatever time frame you want to put on it, they're not going to carry on those behaviors past that time. And then they are going to revert to previous behavior because we all know old habits die hard. And it's easy to fall back into whatever you were doing prior to the change that we instilled in you. And so I think that's huge both for nutrition and fitness. I think the same thing can be said for both sides, education and, and sustainability for the fitness side. Not only do we want you to come in and get a great workout or, for our example, follow the program and put in your full effort and work hard and eat well and enjoy the process, but 
we want you to then carry that on past that program and really instill that as much as possible into your lives and like you had mentioned the lives of your possibly your kids or maybe it's your parents or extended family but we want that knowledge and sustainability to be contagious yeah absolutely awesome and i think just going kind of off on a tangent on that a little bit and and maybe uh maybe somewhat of a rant (laughs) i think it's important to i think it's just important to to draw a line in the sand and not necessarily call anybody out, but make it known that all of the noise out there regarding these quick fixes or these these 30-day cleanses, these 30-day routines, these 30-day you name it, or 60, 90, whatever it may be, that's not the solution. I don't care how badly you want the results, and maybe those programs will get you those results, but like you said, it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly not healthy. If you're in a caloric deficit of 1,200 calories as a male, that is <laughs> or not... Or a female a lot of the well, time. And a female, but I'm using the, the example to make it more exaggerated. Yeah. As a male eating 1,200 calories a day, that is not going to lead to good things physiologically or even going down into the hormonal level of like, the endocrine system and what's going on at that level. Bad things are going to happen if we're in that much of a deficit for an extended period of time and also psychologically. Well, that's what I was going to say. So like, honestly, yes, it's not the best physiologically, but mentally it's detrimental for people. So especially again, males, females, but a lot of females, when you prescribe them or say you have to eat 1200 calories, as soon as, you start to increase their calories, it's hard for them. It's really hard mentally. And it's hard for them to wrap their mind around. You need more food for your body to be happy. Your body can't tell the difference between a caloric deficit and literally using everything to stay alive. Um, So... Yeah, again, it's just really hard mentally. And then it creates an entirely different battle on the back end. Let's say someone did hop on a a quick fix program. We'll just label them all as (laughs) that. And maybe they did lose the 20 pounds they wanted to lose. And they had that, they could start to see that six pack that they always wanted or definition in their arms, whatever their goal was aesthetically. But now your body cannot stay in that deficit. The only reason you're at that, point of having those results is because you put your body somewhere it doesn't want to be naturally Mm -hmm. and then now we have to battle to get you to both mentally and physically consume enough calories to get back to maintenance and that's a whole different ballgame like you said mentally you're not going to want to see maybe a slight increase in water retention or body or a change in body composition due to increased calories and there might not even be that as a result but you're so terrified to see that happen that you're not willing to get yourself back to maintenance phase. And before you know it, six months, a year, two years have gone by in this caloric deficit and that has detrimental effects on your body. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm a, I feel like I'm a perfect example. Like when I was in that caloric deficit, uh, what was I for like six months ish? I, I think feel six like. months. But as soon as I started to not track my food as, um strictly mentally I was like oh my gosh like I'm getting so much bigger and that's kind of where you had to step in and I even have the education like I know the knowledge 
of the importance of kind of shifting through caloric deficits and maintenance and even surplus, especially with a goal of sometimes wanting to build muscle. Um, but no, I mean, mentally it's, it can be really hard. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, we see it all the time. There's, there's mental and psychological side effects of tracking your macronutrients. I'm not saying the tracking is not a good solution for people, but it can happen. I mean, yeah. it happened to you slightly to where you become obsessive over these numbers. Yeah. I've seen it to happen to dozens of clients and the same can be said for when you're trying to get back to that maintenance phase of adding more calories and seeing p- potential changes in body composition. So it's all around a negative outcome <laughs> if we're putting ourselves in those situations. And I think while we're on the subject of calories to dive into another wormhole here, <laughs> why don't we just touch on briefly why, regardless of if you're doing a quick fix program or not, why are you laughing at me? I can tell like you. <laughs> regardless you're of if you're doing a quick fix program or not, it's not about the calories on your, is this an explicit podcast? <laughs> we're going to make this one explicit. It's not about the calories on your fucking Apple watch. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, she she's saying oh no because she has heard this the conversation before. But we're talking about all these calorie tracking, and we're typically talking about weight loss when it comes to fitness. And so while we're on the subject, I'm just want to address it and <laughs> squash it. It is not about the calories on your watch. I don't care if it's an Apple Watch, a fucking Garmin. I don't care what it is. It's not about the calories. Number one, those are what did we learn? Plus or minus ten percent. Yeah. So plus from, or, from someone that develops from a reliable source yeah. that develops Apple watches yeah. or the technology within an Apple watch. Yeah. Secondly, being that it's plus or minus 10%, you don't necessarily know where you're at. Mm-hmm. The number of sensors also impacts that the, the tightness of the watch impacts how much of its, of your heart rate is picking up. Not, and then you also have to set it into that. Uh, what is it? Activity mode. Mm-hmm. There are a million different factors that in, just technologically influence it and then let alone we're not even accounting for the skill related components of fitness that are associated with training we're not talking about balance coordination accuracy agility speed power we're we're not hitting on any of that Mm -hmm. meanwhile a lot of those are generated in the workouts that you don't have your heart rate through the roof that you are concentrating more on technique and moving large loads long distances quickly mm-hmm. and all of those things are significantly more valuable at least in my opinion than the number that's on your watch yeah if you care about the number on your watch more than the skills that you're developing in the the adaptations you're developing in that session then you can go to orange theory i don't care about the number on your watch and I don't care about it because I can make you a significantly better human and help you perform better at life by incorporating a program that you need, not necessarily one that you want. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm laughing, but I completely agree. Um, and again, too, it comes back to getting caught up about the numbers when in reality, it's just how you're feeling, how you're performing. I love that you just brought that back to like the numbers and made it look full circle like we like was we had it planned. That was good. <laughs> I like that. Finally, I did something good on this. <laughs> We're going to highlight this podcast. Number one, it's explicit. I've said the F word twice. <laughs> and number two, Ashley had a huge philosophical turnaround. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, to continue on there, 
I just want people to understand that. I want people to understand that it's not about, like you just said, the numbers. It's not about the calories. It's not about the the numbers of your macros. It's not about any of that. It's about becoming better equipped to handle life. And a lot of that is through movements and repetitions and formats and durations that aren't always as sexy as people want them to be. Yeah. No one wants to go run eight or 600 meter repeats until they black out on the track. Mm -mm. But everybody wants to go in and do a high intensity interval circuit that they get to move the whole time. Their heart rate's elevated. They see those numbers on their, on their phone or on their Apple watch and they get stoked because they burn 700 calories. Everybody wants to do that. But I'll tell you what, you're going to get significantly better adaptation from going out and running those 600 repeats or 800 repeats because that's going to challenge your central nervous system. That's going to challenge your muscular system. And that's going to cause you to become better the next day yeah. versus half-assing a high-intensity interval circuit that you're getting at your, your local either CrossFit affiliate or Orange Theory or F45. I'm not calling any particular one out. I'm just saying at any group fitness environment, just because it's fun which I want fitness to be fun, mm-hmm. but just because it's fun doesn't mean it's effective. Yeah. And I think, I think people need to understand that. I think it's not talked about enough because people are all about the experience and, mm-hmm. and the, the gadgets and the tech, but really it's, in my opinion, it's all about what adaptations you can sustain from the training. Yeah. And how you're feeling. Yeah. And how you're feeling. How do you look? How do you feel? How do you perform? Yeah. Those three things. Nowhere in those three tenants is there calories on your watch or light show and music. <laughs> the, neither of those things are on the list of priorities. Yeah. If you care more. I don't know. Music kind of is a priority. Oh, don't even get me started <laughs> on music. If you care more about the damn music coming on than the workout, you're on my shit list. <laughs> I don't know. When you play heavy metal sometimes. Okay. Heavy metal is aggressive. <laughs> But you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. All right, we're not going to get into the whole that whole debate. <laughs> but let's loop back to the, the primary point here. The numbers don't matter, mm-hmm. like we hit on, because there is no quick fix. Yeah. The numbers don't matter because we're playing the long game. Mm-hmm. Because we're looking a year, three years, 10 years down the road, tw- 20 even, 30. Yeah. yeah, hopefully. Yeah, we're not looking at, I don't care if you can deadlift double your body weight next week. I don't care if you lose 30 pounds in two weeks. I want you to lose 30 pounds over the course of a year Mm -hmm. and then sustain that weight loss over the course of the next 30 years. Yeah. That's why the numbers don't matter Mm -hmm. because no one's patient enough or it's all about patience and right now nobody's patient enough. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It it definitely is hard. Right. it, It is hard. I'm not... I don't want to come off as I'm saying it's not difficult. I It certainly is, it, regardless of if you're trying to be a competitive athlete or if you're trying to just lose weight. Every, you know, in our in our society, everything's instant, yeah. instantaneous. So it makes fitness, which is definitely not instantaneous, even harder to be patient with and dedicate yourself to the process and see those results in the long term. It's just a matter of really wrapping your head around that before you commit to whatever it is that you're you're striving for yeah absolutely and kind of bringing it back to the last podcast 
having that accountability and that support system that's gonna set you up for success as well yeah you have to surround yourself with the right people right yeah i was listening to a podcast this morning and sometimes you just have to purge the group of people you're in <laughs> or the people you surround yourself with yeah i'm not saying go and uh, get rid of all your friends <laughs> on in real life and on facebook <laughs> but you need to do a little self-check here and ask yourself are you hanging out with the types of people that you want to hang out with that have a similar mindset and that are striving for certain goals yeah. or, or uh, similar goals. Because if you're not, then you're not setting yourself up for success. You're not creating an environment that's conducive to your goals. You're creating an environment of complacency and stagnation. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, it can be as simple as, to bring this back to our original kind of discussion here, it can be as simple as, number one, selecting an actual membership at a gym or following an online program or what you know uh enrolling in some kind of nutrition coaching mm -hmm. versus signing up for the six-week challenge yeah instead of looking at it as a means to an end sign up for something that's a little more of a long-term commitment that requires more skin in the game yeah and that will help you succeed long-term versus that quick fix you think the six, eight, 10-week challenge, whatever it is, is going to bring you. Yeah. And then secondly, it can be as simple as maybe you're in the wrong class. Maybe the 6 a.m. Uh, CrossFit class at your local affiliate is full of a bunch of folks who just want to be there to get their workout in get out and get done they don't necessarily care about the lifestyle factor they don't necessarily care about nutrition they're really just there to have a good time get their workout in and move on mm -hmm. whereas maybe you need the 5 30 p.m class that is a bunch of fire breathing kool-aid drinking <laughs> crossfit junkies that are going to push you to get towards whatever goal it is that you're getting towards yeah. Or maybe you're at the wrong affiliate completely. Maybe you need to go get down the street to the gym that you know is the 9 to 5 Gen Pop oasis yeah. of people who are just like you, who just want to get fit and healthy. Mm -hmm. And all of that can be said for the opposite end for the elite athletes as well. So, and as well as following an online program, right? If you're following you know, ballistic performance, we're looking at helping you perform well at life. And sometimes that means doing stuff you might not want to do, yeah. but that you need to do. Whereas maybe you're just looking for the, the quick quote unquote high calorie burner mm -hmm. that requires no equipment. Okay. Well that we're not the program for you. Yeah. And I think just being honest with yourself and doing that self check prior to engaging in all of this is really one of the huge steps to making sure that you're successful in putting yourself in the right situation. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Nothing to add there. You're like, you're good. You covered it. Yeah, you did. You did a good <laughs> job. <laughs> well, is there anything else we wanted to touch on with the quick fix or, or dispel any additional maybe myths? I don't think or so. I just think you have to be ready, ready to commit, just like you were saying. Um, you have to be ready and willing and you have to find what works best for you and every single person's different. So it's, you just have to dive deep and keep figuring out what is going to work for you. And if it doesn't try something else. Yeah. I love what you just said there about finding what works for you. And I think with that, a lot of people end up branding themselves one way or the other, right? They end up branding themselves as 
the Orange Theory goer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Orange Theory uh, clients have a particular name, but <laughs> or like for instance, Matabolic. That's down in Charlotte. They call themselves the Mad Ones. So you label yourselves in that way with that vernacular. Yeah. Or you're a CrossFitter. All of these labels, and now you feel that if you do something else, you're kind of going against your your crew. You're yeah. going against your side, your camp, and. I think it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think that if you're getting burnt out on CrossFit, I keep coming back to CrossFit because we do CrossFit. Yeah. But if you're burnt out on CrossFit, stop. Yeah. Do something else for a week, two weeks, a year. Do do something that you enjoy. You're still moving. You're still getting better. You're mm-hmm. still being active. And actually enjoy fitness rather than trudging along, running yourself into the ground every day, doing something that you're no longer maybe that passionate about. And switch it up. There's people. That's why such thing as gym pass and class pass exists because people want to be nomadic in their fitness. They want to try different things. They mm-hmm. want to do different things and keep the variance recurring so that they don't get bored and that things stay fresh. And yeah, you might have one that's your primary go-to, but just because I do CrossFit doesn't mean I don't want to stop CrossFit for a while and work on some aesthetically oriented bodybuilding program like your calves yeah like today (laughs) right i did calf raises today three position calf raises five sets of 12 in each position (laughs) i don't ever see that written on a whiteboard anywhere in a crossfit gym true but did i give a shit no (laughs) i did what i wanted to do today i felt exhausted so i did some shoulder stability and strengthening i did some calf raises (laughs) I just started squatting again this past week. Heck yeah. Hey, hey, what up? And so I'm doing things that I'd rather do instead of hopping into the workout, getting my heart rate up to 180 degrees and frying my degrees, 180 beats (laughs) per minute. It was like 180 degrees today. 180 beats per minute and frying my nervous system for the remainder of the day to where I'm a zombie on this podcast. Um, my heart rate got to 185 today and I don't think I'm a zombie. You're a lot fitter than I am. <laughs> but I think the point is here today, guys, that fitness is all about patience. Mm-hmm. It's all about devoting yourself to the process, sticking with it to play the long game, enjoying training, not getting wrapped up in the numbers. Yes. Understanding that it's about way more than the calories you're burning on your watch and that we're looking to, in any fitness program or a valid fitness program, or in, uh, let's say a fitness program with strong efficacy, is trying to help you do well at life outside of the gym. Yeah. And that's the primary goal. We're not trying to do the quick fix. We're trying to play the long game and live a f- long, fulfilling, active, and balanced life. Yeah. That was great. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up here today for our second episode of Ballistic (laughs) Performance Radio. And we'll catch you next week. Have a good one.